Today's Transmissions podcast is brought to you by 80stees.com. 80stees.com has an incredible selection of Transformers shirts and hoodies, including some amazing Transformers costume hoodies. Transform into Grimlock, Megatron, or even Optimus Prime with the 80stees.com costume hoodies. I have no time for Transformers, and especially a Decepticon. Hello all sentient beings and welcome to the Transmissions Podcast where we talk about all news, toys, and comic books related to the Transformers. On this episode of Transmissions, we welcome Transformers YouTube toy reviewer Ben, also known as Pia, to talk about how he does his reviews, what toys he's excited to see come out, and so much more. So get in your DeLoreans everyone and let's hit 88 miles per hour. We're about to start Transmissions. Welcome to Transmissions, the podcast that Yoshi just realized is a crap load of work to edit. I'm your host, Charles, <laughs> a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team. Yusuf, better known as Yoshi. Yo! Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. I'm glad to share the pain of editing. <laughs> and Daryl, the Cybertronian beast. I'm just glad to be a part of it all. <laughs> and... Should I introduce myself? <laughs> no, no, terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I guess that's my thing. <laughs> we can't start the show until I say that. You insisted to go last every time, so you could do that. <laughs> I'm already happy. I'm not editing this. One. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have a special guest with us, uh, so Daryl, why don't you introduce our special guest? I will. The first time I met our guest was back at TFCon 2012, and even though I had just started reviewing toys, he sat with me and answered all of my questions, even introducing me to some of the IDW creators that we've interviewed here on the Transmission Show. I'm pleased to welcome back to the show, Ben, a.k.a. Pia. Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, thanks hey. for coming back. Hey, happy to be here. Welcome back, and happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you. That was, yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So how was your free comic book day? Did you get out? Um, I did. Uh, me and my daughter went out and, and head there, and, uh, and it was actually pretty crowded at the local shop, but uh, we, we made it out and got some comics. Right on. Right on. Um, now, we had a, a discussion about this um, already, but does your store that you go to stamp or sticker your comics? Uh, well, the, some of them they did. They didn't do all of them. I guess. I guess the trans the Transformers versus GI Joe. I didn't get stamped because like my uh the guy who runs my comic shop knows me well enough. He just threw one in my box. Oh, nice. But uh, I pop I popped in on Tuesday last week and um they were stamping the uh Guardians of the Galaxy and the ink wasn't drying. Oh no. But uh, yeah, they, they stamp them. But they, they, there's generally a spot on the back where they stamp them. So that's right. Yeah, yeah. We had a, a lengthy discussion about uh. The, the values and the warrants of stamping or 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 stickering the book, and uh, there is a single member of this podcast who doesn't seem to understand that that's what Free Comic Book Day is about. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, uh, everyone will be able to hear that discussion in uh, I think the next episode. So that's right. It was me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> Typically, if there's a problem with something, it's Yoshi having that problem with something. Is it just a mint condition issue, or yeah? 
<laughs> the guy's crazy. <laughs> um, so I'm assuming you picked up the Transformers versus GI Joe. I did. And did you read it yet? I did. Right on. So we're going to talk about that in the next part of the show. Um, but uh, I'm curious to see what you thought of it. Well, we'll get into that when we when we do that. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rant and rave about it here. No, no, <laughs> uh, save it. So, um, with reviewing, uh, when you're not Pia, the toy reviewer, who are you? You know, what kind of secret identity you take on? I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was told if you have a choice, you always choose Batman. Always. Um, Batman. <laughs> uh, like I said, I, we talked a little bit about. I already work at a radio station, um, and that's kind of been my thing. I, I kind of fell into this job, I guess is, is what I want to say. Like I have, I have a degree in journalism and, uh, and I didn't use it for a while because like, I, I moved around a lot right after college, um, trying to find jobs out in Spokane and then, uh, got together with my wife and moved out to Virginia. And then like after a few months out here in Virginia, we ended up, she got a job at a different school district. So we moved down to Richmond. So I bounced around a lot. And then, um, I got a car and I, and I didn't have a car at first either. So all my jobs like kind of for at least just to get some money and had to be within walking distance. Okay. Um, and then I got a car and, um, my wife's mother, my mother-in-law used to work here at the station over on the TV side of it. Cause we're a public radio station. So we've got an NPR radio station and then two PBS stations here in the building. Wow. And, um, and she used to work over there and she, and she knew the guy in charge of the radio and I've, I've always done voice work and things like that. Um, and so she, she introduced me to him and, uh, I came in for an interview. I originally interviewed for an assistant, uh, news reporter, like a part-time stringer reporter position. And, um, I didn't get that cause they went with a guy who, uh, had, had done TV news, was a, like a, a well-known local news guy. Okay. But, um, but they called me back a couple of weeks and said, well, you know, we, we know your position, we know your qualifications. Would you start off on like an overnight shift? So I started off doing one overnight shift a week here. And that's turned into now I'm working a full-time job. I'm the assistant news editor. Actually, I'm not, I'm not actually not the assistant news editor. I'm like the, the new, there's a news director and then I'm the actual news editor here at the station. Um, and so, and as such, I do, I edit a lot of audio is basically what I do. Here at the station. <laughs> cool. As well right as some on air announcing and things like that. And you've, and you stuck with the overnight then, huh? You know, I stuck with the overnight initially because my wife's a school teacher and we have a daughter and before she started school, it was a huge boon. It saved us a lot of money because I'd come home shortly before my wife would need to get up and go to work. And then I'd be home during the day. So, you know, like I'd sleep, but we'd put the gate up in the hallway and my daughter was old enough to know that, you know, she could come into our bedroom. I'd leave the TV on and she'd just crawl into bed with me and I'd leave some breakfast out for her and she'd watch TV while I slept. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, if she then that way, if she needed anything, I was there. Um, it was just really convenient. And like now I've kind of been on it for so long that I, I just kind of stuck on that overnight shift. I could probably move to a day shift and I, and I want to eventually, but for right now it's, it's still a decent job. And I mean, like I, I like it. It's quiet. I don't have to deal with all the ha- hustle and bustle of everybody arguing and complaining during the day. So yeah, that's definitely a benefit of, of working during the night. Yeah. So, so right. yeah, it's, it's worked out. Um, I don't know if I'll stay on it forever, but for right now it's not too bad. So was there a certain moment that you can recall when you decided to start doing YouTube reviews? I know exactly when it was. It was, uh, it, it was, it was again, shortly after my daughter was born. Uh, when she was born, I bought one of those cheap little flip cameras mm-hmm. that just, just so we could, it, it was easy for us to shoot some videos of her and, you know, email them to parents and grandparents and stuff. It was really super easy to get that done. Yeah. And, um, and then we didn't use it as much as we thought because we set, we took a lot of pictures and our grandparents and relatives came in, in and out quite a bit. And a few months later was when the dollar bulkheads were showing up on eBay for animated. 
Okay. When they had all those, you know, there's a whole bunch of animated toys, really cheap. It was like you'd buy them for a dollar and then it was like 20 bucks shipping and you'd get them, <laughs> you know, get all these early toys. And I happened to get, and I'd seen some videos, I'd been watching videos and they were really annoying because they do like, let me do three videos for this one character. This is going to be just the, the car. And then I'm going to do a separate video to show the transformation. And then I'm going to do yet a third video to show off the robot mode. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, it, and I was just like, I just want to see how it works. Shut up. <laughs> That's kind of how it started. And I ended up getting uh, Black Arachne and Ratchet okay. before before anybody else had shown them off yet. And I'm like, well, you know what? I got this flip camera. Why don't I just go upstairs? I've got a white shelf and just try my hand at this. Just do something that I would like to see. Just kind of, hey, I know everybody's been asking about this. Rather than answer like 800 posts, why don't I okay. just shoot a quick little video and do it? And and that's how it all started. Right on. Now, what what is it that you gain from doing toy reviews? I like doing them. Like I said, part of it is it keeps me busy. Okay. Um, and, and and it's just fun. Like I like I'm a I'm very much a technophile. I like playing with gadgets and buttons and things like that. So um, so it's a tactile thing for you. So yeah, some of it, and and so I, I get to do that. And uh, like I said, I and, and use use new technology and get some use out of my iPhone other than just using it as a phone uh, when I first started. Um, I mean, like it, it does. It does pay a little bit of money, which is nice. I mean, like I try not to let that. I don't rely on that to live off of, but uh, but it's been nice to you know. It's, it's helped out. You know, it's paid for some of our vacations and more toys, obviously. So yeah. Now the going into and becoming you know as successful of a YouTube reviewer as you have um, comes with a. I mean, I'm going to use it lightly, but fame, right? Um, it, within the Transformers community. Uh, so are you na- a naturally extroverted person? Like, you know, when are you comfortable with being PR, the toy reviewer? To, uh, I'm, I'm not generally extrovert. I used to be. Back in college, I used to be all over the place. And I'd, I'd be, I, I've grown very introverted as I've gotten older. Okay. Um, which is why a lot of the times you won't see me on camera. It's why I do a lot of it behind the camera because yes. I, I don't, I don't care if anybody pays attention to me. You know, like I'm, I'm doing these to, to share the toys with people. Yeah. And, um, and so that's, I feel like the focus should be on the toy. I've seen enough video reviews where, like, they try to review the toy where they're sitting on camera, too. And, one, you barely see the toy because it's always off in this little corner where their hands are messing around. I always felt like that was more more of a, I want attention for me. Yes. And, and I've never done it for that. Like, I I, I, I hate attention. I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm really kind of a I'm, – I'm very friendly with the people I know, but I'm, I'm generally pretty reclusive. Okay. So – um. So it, it was it was a way for me to get out there and like share my opinion without having to be up in front of like a stage of people. Right on. Even even though at TFCon I have gotten up on stage in front of people. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was going to say I've been at the last two that you were at and you've gotten on stage both times. <laughs> yeah, and, and you'll notice that I generally let Chris do all the talking. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and the one thing that you do at those uh, presentations is you you show off the the setup that you use for your reviews. So uh, what do you use for for your reviews? If you don't mind going into that. Um, I still, like I said, I started off with the flip and then I moved to like our hand, our home digital camera for a while. Um, and now, and then I got my iPhone and I pretty much like, I still shoot on my iPhone four. Okay. Um, it's a 4S now, I have, uh, but it's, uh, I still, I still use that. I still use that and I've got a little, it's a, actually a hipstamatic case that lets you attach your, uh, iPhone to a tripod. And then I've okay. got like a little $8 tripod from Target. Um, and that's essentially the bulk of my, uh, my review kit. I can edit on my iPhone. Like ever since I got my new iPad mini, okay. um, I've got a lot more control over the audio levels and stuff on the iPad mini version of iMovie. So I, generally now I've started transferring over to that to edit them. Okay. But, um, but even then it, it, it's mostly just so like with the iPhone, it all fits in like a small little camera bag and I can shoot pretty much anywhere. 
That's awesome. So, yeah, it's just a little compact kit. I know it's not as professional as some of the other guys, but I didn't do this to be a movie producer. I'm having fun doing it, and it, I don't want to make it feel like too much like work. Yeah, of course. Do you ever do you ever worry about lighting or anything like that? Um, I have because I've shot some videos that looked like crap when they were done. Yeah. Um, and for a while there, sometimes when YouTube would process them, like videos that looked fine before I uploaded them, once YouTube had processed them, they would get really dark and they and they look bad. And I'm like, well, I don't know what to do because mm-hmm. uh, it's it's not anything under my control. Yeah. Um, but lately, lately they haven't been too bad. And then here at work, ever since we put in the new studio. Like I'm sitting right under some fluorescent lights, and then I've got my background is actually propped up by another uh, like floor lamp. Okay. So I, I haven't really had uh, serious issues with lighting since I, since all that went in. Cool. Now, when you're shooting and you give it, and you're making a review, do you ever give yourself a time limit? Like, you know, if something hits like 15 minutes or so, do you start thinking, okay, this is getting on way too long, and you start trying to cut things down? I generally just I, I like to do the freeform thing. Um, and the thing is, like people say, I don't edit, and I do actually will. I will edit pieces together, mm-hmm. but um, but but I like to I like to show off the convey the actual experience of playing with the toy versus right. here's a quick cut of the transformation, here's a quick cut of close up shot of vehicle mode, and then a pullback for vehicle mode. You know, like, and Evangelist does that to a very successful degree. Yes, um, that's just never been my style. Um, generally, like I, there there are times when uh, I will be going on. And I'll look down, and it's like twenty minutes in. And I'm like, I gotta wrap this up. Yes. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but but I, generally, I, I don't ascribe a time limit. Um, I used to when I first started out. I tried to keep them under six minutes. Okay. Although I th- at the time there was the YouTube used to have a limit on how long you could have a how long of a video you could upload. Yeah, I think when we started, it was like fifteen minutes. Yeah. So there was always that to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. But uh, but other than that, uh, I, I generally don't. I, I try not to go too too long, mm-hmm. but if there's something that takes you know 20 minutes to to really go over completely, then I'll I'll let myself go 20 minutes. Okay, right on. Um, now we I think we touched on it a little bit. Have you ever wanted to get a little bit more professional? You know what I don't like. In, in what context? Like, well, like, do like, I want? Do, yeah, spending a little bit more time on a, on a you know maybe a more professional looking. I know you st- you put up a, a a background at work, you know that kind of thing. But actually setting up something a little bit more permanent, maybe bringing in some lights or something like that, just to you know having. Yeah, I I know you do it at work and stuff like that, so it makes it a little yeah. bit more difficult. But having maybe a set space um, dedicated to that where it always looks good and you you leave it like that. I I mean I don't know. It's hard to do in another place of work that kind of thing yeah you have a you have a very good system going right now um but the basically the question is is would you would you be willing to change the system for better results if i had the space at home to set up something like that i would okay um i because for a while i did have before you know when, when my daughter was still very small and we didn't have you know stuff everywhere yeah um i i did have kind of a permanent little corner where i would where i would shoot stuff um and then just with the dog and, and then working, going full time to the overnight shift, um, it's, it's just been a little rough with uh, trying to shoot and shooting during the day and then hoping the mailman doesn't ring the doorbell while I'm shooting or the dog doesn't decide to bark at something in the yard while I'm shooting yeah. or, uh, or anything like that. Like here at work, I know it's quiet. Um, and like I said, if we, if we ever got a bigger house or if we moved to a place where I have the space for it, I probably would set up a little corner where I could have something like that. But like... I mean, it's not a super concern of mine. And like you said, as it is being here at work, um, it, it's kind of a, I need something I can set up and take down very quickly. Yeah. Just so I'm not inconveniencing my coworkers. Right. No. And you have a, you have a very good system right, right now. Uh, so, you know, if it's not broke, why, why change it? 
they kind of that too. Like I, I, I know some people spend thousands of dollars on lighting setups and backdrops and you know cameras and stuff. And I'm like, what I've got is working for me, and like I don't, I, I'm not feeling any imperative to spend a lot of money to have something that is going to marginally like my, my lighting might be a little better, my audio might be a little better, but I don't feel like I'm doing all that horrible of a job right now as it is. You know? Yeah. I guess. Now. I- some to- some popular toy reviewers have been able to make a living out of doing it. Has that ever crossed your mind? Um, it's I've crossed it, it has popped into my head and then immediately like gone out of it. Okay. Um, I could probably do it now. I mean, like if I if I really wanted to, I might be able to do it now. But like, I, I started doing this for fun, and I kind of want to keep doing it for fun. Right. And I I don't want I don't want to have the stress of oh no you know ad you know it's after christmas and ad revenue has dropped off how am i gonna get you know, like i don't want that stress you know like um i've got a job i've got a job that i enjoy and uh and, and i'm happy with that and i don't want to turn i, I want i don't want to turn it into work for the most part and two with all of the changes like you just saw some of it in like the video game community recently yes um like all it would take one day is for and they could totally do it at any time they haven't i don't see any reason why they would do it soon but all it would take is for youtube to say Hey, we're uh, discontinuing the partner program, and that's it. You know, like you know, you you could set up somewhere else, but you've got to spend all that time rebuilding your user base, rebuilding that's all true. your videos and all that stuff, and it's just not worth the risk to me. Yeah. Um, I, I w- it would be nice if I could just be like, yeah, I play with toys all day, but I, I kind of want more for that for more than that for myself. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I like my job, and the, and again, if I did this for six years, living off of YouTube, and then it collapsed. Then I've got to go back into the job market and say, like, well, what have you been doing for six years? Well, I've been playing around on YouTube, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I've considered it. I don't, and, and for the people who it's working for, great, more power to them if they can make that work for them. It's just it's something that I've, I've never seriously considered doing for myself. Okay. So since you've been doing your reviews, uh, has there been a favorite figure among them? A favorite figure? Yeah, something that you can look back on and say, damn, you know, that one's just awesome. That's kind of a hard thing because my favorite figure can change like on a daily basis. <laughs> um, stuff I enjoy. I, I like the I like, I like the Overlord uh, G One Overlord. It's right very on. cool. Um, I don't think there's this one particular. Well, give, Neither, give us a I, top got, five then. I mean, you've got over twelve hundred videos right now, so yeah, I don't you know. I don't have all those toys anymore. Of course not. No. <laughs> but um, uh, Leader Starscream, I think probably would be right near the top because um, I remember the, the one from the movies because I got that one. I managed to get my hands on that one something like nine months before it came out. Wow. It, it, it was something crazy, a fluke, and there was all sorts of craziness about it. But, like, one, it's a really neat toy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was really, really impressed with that when that one showed up. Um, Leader Optimus from Revenge of the Fallen was was a big one. Um, and that was a really neat one to figure out and get. Um, something I'm trying to think of something that I, I wouldn't have, maybe would have otherwise had gotten. Yeah, I, I can't, I'm just trying to think of it. There's so many cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised that a couple of these from your from your list here have been movie toys. You know, I, I kind of was too when I started thinking about it. But uh, the thing is, like the movie toys aren't so. Not all of them are horrible. I mean, like they're really not mm-hmm. super bad. Um, let me see if I can't look into. Uh, let's see what was it? Oh, the, yeah, the Voyage animated Voyager Optimus. Okay, was a good one. Um, and, and and honestly, some of the uh, the the, uh, the VF25s from Macross Frontier. Like I probably would not have gotten into them if I'd not gotten people asking me about them okay. while I was doing uh, doing some of these other reviews. And when I checked them out, they were actually really really cool. <laughs> like I got into Macross Frontier solely because of people. Are those uh, the ones you've been building lately? No, those are Gundams that I've been building lately. Okay. Um, 
and and, the, and those are fun too. But like th- those are model kits. I don't think I'll ever review those. Okay. Um, and I don't think I'll probably just set with that. Um, I can't. I can't think of anything else off the top of my head that was super standout. Being able to play with the Feral Rex stuff. Uh, oh yes. Since yes. November has been pretty cool. Yes, you were very lucky to get all of that stuff. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> Um, so have you ever been surprised by the views on a particular video? Did anything get outstanding number of views that you thought, wow, that's more than I thought, or anything got a really, really small amount of views that you thought would do a lot better? That's actually part of the reason I, I pulled up this lifetime list of my top videos. Okay. Because like my, my number one video right now on my page with just under 3 million views is uh, the Leader Class Optimus Prime from Revenge of the Fallen. Yes, and that doesn't really surprise me. Like a lot of my Optimus Prime reviews tend, Optimus Prime just tends to bring in more viewers. Right. Um, even with the uh, Age of Extinction stuff I did, the Voyager Optimus, even though I put it up the same day as the Voyager Grimlock, and I would have expected Grimlock to maybe be like, "Oh, Dinobots are in the movies." The Voyager yes. Optimus video is getting a lot more more views than than the, than the Grimlock one. Well, that's, you mentioned that it's kind of funny because I put up my review of that, and I think I had almost a week head start on you. Uh, for for the uh, evasion mode optimus and uh, i think i got about fifteen thousand views which is an insane amount for me you know yeah. i was i was dancing with that you know part, part of it is part of it is the movie toys whenever whenever the movie comes out you get in a you, you and you get people searching for the movie stuff you get a lot more people than just the hardcore fans oh of course but, but even then optimus has tended to be the one the one that surprises me is my, my second highest view uh video with like two and a half million views and still ends up in the, in some of the like monthly in my monthly view count still ends up near the top or sometimes at the top even now mm-hmm. is the uh the devastator the, the legends devastator from the movie that combined really yeah that, that one that guy. one is my second biggest biggest wow. video and it's still like i will check it i will put up a brand new like i put up the age of extinction optimus that one was top for a couple of days and then devastator was back up above him again wow and I'm like, I have no idea why that why, why that one is so is so high up in that list. Why so many people? Are, like, just in, just in the last year or so, that's happened. That that's just like every day, I, I if I click into analytics and see what my top videos are, that one is still up there near the top, and I have no idea why. That's funny. Um, so on your on still on your reviews, uh, how do you decide what gets reviewed, um, and then what you would get to put us like what we would decide to put aside for another day? Generally, I, I I don't do a whole lot of that. Um, usually, if, if it's like generally like stuff like Gundams don't get reviewed. You know, like there's there's some things right. that I buy for myself that uh, that don't get reviewed. You know, I, I buy some Marvel action figures that that don't I don't put up the review. I did for a while, but like I, I tend to focus on stuff that I, that I'm really excited about. Yeah, and I, I like the Marvel figures, but it's not yeah you know, they're action figures and it's kind of like well his arms move, his legs move. There you go. Yeah, um, I like something that has a little bit more interactivity to to, to do a review on. Um, but for the most part, stuff shows up, um, and it, depending on when it shows up, like I, I shoot when I'm at work. So if it shows up on Friday, I'll, I'll play with it over the weekend. But generally, I'll spend the afternoon messing with it and figuring it out and getting used to it, and then um, and then I'll shoot them that night. Like if I get five figures one afternoon, I'll shoot them all that night. I may not make them all live that night, but I tend to shoot them that same night while okay. I'm still enjoying them and they're still fresh. Yeah. And then I'll upload them all to YouTube, and then I'll make them live over a few days. Right on. Uh, is there a video among your library that you can look back on and and wish that you could redo? You know, uh, maybe you got shitty lighting, or you got a crappy camera, or you know, something like that. The fans' toy scoria. <laughs> I can tell you right now because I forgot to flip. I got so much crap for the fact that I forgot to flip 
the tail end just a little bit further than it goes. Okay. Like it's supposed to collapse up onto the back. Just one and, little thing, huh? Yeah, and and and, and like I got people coming out, go getting all over my case on on TFW about oh you should have I can't believe they sent you two hundred like my favorite phrase a two hundred dollar toy for free because that's the that's the phrase that the guy continually yeah. repeated like oh my <laughs> god um, like like the value was was intrinsic to how well I should have reviewed it <laughs> um, and the thing is like it didn't change my opinion of it, it it's a good solid toy it's just not yeah. perfect you know there's nothing wrong with that but. I caught so much flack for you didn't move that up a third, you know, three quarters of an inch <laughs> uh, on that tailpiece, and like it's just it's just one of those things. Like I wasn't going to go back and reshoot a twenty minute review, yeah, because of that. When when it, when my, when it didn't affect my opinion of it, if it, if it significantly changed my opinion of it, I will go back and reshoot it. Yes, um, yeah, but but, but uh, of the videos I've put up, I, if I had to choose one to reshoot, it would be that one. Okay. Have you ever done a correction video, like where you take a bunch of things and you just kind of say, like, uh, you know, this one here I screwed up on, this one here, this is screwed up, I missed that, or this one here was just a mess and I messed up for everything. I, I've never done a straight, just like uh, you know, re- like I've never done the equivalent of printing a retraction. Right. Um, there's there's a few things uh, when I got, I know when I got Alternative Convoy, um, the first video I put up, like I I wasn't real happy with the lighting. It looked, it was one of those videos that looked okay when I shot it, when I uploaded it, but right. when it processed it was much darker and it wasn't all that great that i did go back and just completely reshoot okay um a lot of times if i make a mistake some a lot of times sometimes i'll catch it and i'll, I'll just add it onto the end like hey i forgot this you know i'll shoot a quick little addendum and tack it onto the end of the video right um most of the times if it's something i figure out a couple of days later there's a good chance that like that that figure is going to come in soon as a comparison with something else. And usually at that point, I'll take the time to be like, Oh, by the way, when I was shooting this the other day, I forgot to flip this over. So here it is with this flipped up right correctly or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I don't, I don't think I've screwed up egregiously enough to like put out a whole, here's a list of mistakes for last week, you know, type of video. Yeah. Yeah. I've only done it once and uh, it was just, it was early on and I realized that I'd screwed up like six figures within the past, like 50. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to make one video where I correct them all and move on. Yeah. Cause a lot of it's little flaps or just a little trick to make something exactly. sit better. Yeah. If, if, if I completely mangled the transformation, I'd, I'd probably just reshoot it. Yeah. But uh, most of the time it's, it's just little things like, oh, I was complaining about this little thing didn't fit right. And if you actually do this, it fits right. You know, like I'll point that out, but. Uh, now, people that follow you and have followed your reviews for a while, uh, they know that you've got "quote unquote" connections in the in the toy industry, mo- mostly third party or independent toy companies. Um, are, are you able to? And that basically means that you're able to get figures early uh, for review purposes. Um, how have you been able to cultivate these sources, and and uh, have they ever expected favorable? Favorable reviews for the uh, for the hookup. Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll answer that in the orders. Um, cultivating them, some of them were uh, some of them were some eBay sellers where I got some of the earlier figures on it in- initially. Okay, who have gone on to you know start their own companies. Like, um, well, I'm not going to name any names just in case there's any sensitive stuff. Like, but but some of the, some of the eBay sellers I I used to get stuff from started a couple of companies, um, and I'd get stuff from them. And uh, so and sometimes it's just being in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, cause a lot of times, like I, I, I generally don't go out attempting to contact companies. Like they generally, I generally like if somebody comes to me and says, Hey, we'd like you to review this. I will absolutely accept that, you know, like, sure. Um, cause why not? But, of course, uh, yeah. m- m- most of the, most of the people that I, that I talk with, they've come to me for, instead of me hunting them down. 
mm-hmm. um, and which I feel is just just getting my just the fact that I'm out there and, and people know who I am. Um, I know with Mastermind, I specifically got like I, I got I got my connection with them because of Cyclops. Yeah, because when Cyclops first came out. There were a lot of complaints about oh the, the you know the, there was a lot of drama around it it broke there you know there were little tabs that cracked mm-hmm. and uh, and but because people had had cracked a couple of things I paid attention to what was that so when I did my video and I don't I don't think it's one of my one of my best videos overall but I made sure to take the time to point out specifically like hey when when you get to this part make sure you push this down and slide it in to make sure it locks this way because if you do it the other way it's going to snap this off right. Um, and 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 I and they just took the time to make sure that to very clearly show where some of the problem areas were to, you know, to help people out. And then I met uh, the guy who runs it at TFCon that year, 2011. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really kind of cool because he was sitting there next to the TF Source booth, and he was he was showing off the uh, prototypes for the uh, Hearts of Steel Seekers. Right on. And you know, and I was talking to Kurt, and I, and I, I walked over and I was like, "Oh, those are neat." He's like, "Yeah, these are cool." And he was showing them off, and I was looking at him, and. Uh, when I introduced myself to him, when, when I said, you know, I'm, uh, my name's Ben, I'm like, oh, I'm PR on YouTube. Like, he practically jumped over the table to shake my hand. Because <laughs> nice. he was like, oh, thank you so much for what you did with Cyclops. Like, that was a lot. Like, a lot of people were having trouble with it. And now we can uh, we can show that to everybody to say, like, this is how you get around this part. So he was very appreciative of that. Um, that's good. And that's pretty yeah. much how I got my foot in the door there. Very good. Now, that's obviously worked out well for you with the uh, yes. Feral Rex. <laughs> oh, no, not, not just Feral Rex. I've got another little thing here I'm doing for them. Oh. Uh, tonight, so we'll get in, but I can't talk <laughs> about that yet. But you, 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 you'll know what it is probably within the week. Right on. All right. Well, uh, moving on to some fandom questions. Um, how long have you been a Transformers fan? Thirty years. All right. Yeah, thirty years. I mean, it's thirtieth <laughs> anniversary. Like I was right from the I start. I was seven. I remember. I think my first experience with uh, with them was the uh, was Transformers number two, the comic. Okay. That I found, uh, I found out the base exchange where my dad was in the Air Force. Um, mm-hmm. the one where like, you know, Megatron and Bumblebee were fighting on the cover. Mm-hmm. And then shortly thereafter, I remember, I mean, I still have him. He's, this, the Bumblebee I got is still up on my shelf. I got Bumblebee at like Sears or JCPenney at the mm-hmm. mall. Um, and that was the first Transformer I got. Nice. And then I watched the cartoon and I got into it. You know, I got some toys that Christmas and got into the comic. And, um, so yeah, pretty much, pretty much since as long as Transformers have been around, I've been a Transformers fan, like literally. Wow. Awesome. Now, uh, you've been part of the fandom for quite a while. Uh, how have you found that it's changed in the last 10 years? And where do you see it heading? <sighs> How's it changed in the last 10 years? It's definitely gotten bigger, um, mostly due to the movies. Right. Um, I think it's kind of gotten a little, I'm trying to th- think of tactfully how to put it, um, argumentative. Okay. Um, I, I've noticed a lot more, not, 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 not to a, a, a destructive degree, but I, I just, I've noticed a lot more. No, uh, that can't be right because this is how I feel about it. And, you know, back and yeah. forth bickering, like the boards have definitely gotten a lot busier and with a lot, uh, a, a lot higher useless content to important information ratio. Yeah, and that's going to happen with a lot more people, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying there's not a reason for it. I'm just, yeah. Like, um, but I mean, like I've, I've connected more with the fandom in the last 10 mm-hmm. years because I didn't, I was just kind of on the outside of it because I didn't get online or, or mess with it, mess with it for a while. So, but it's definitely got. I mean, like it, it definitely seems to be, to some degree, also a little bit more legitimized. Okay. Like with with all these big websites, you know, you're seeing a lot more of your product releases and cooperation with some of the fan groups uh, that okay. you didn't see back when it first started. So. Where do you see that? Where do you see it heading? 
it's probably going to keep. I mean, I, I I don't know if we've reached a critical mass yet on that, but I mean, like I, I don't see it imploding. I, I see it just I see it just kind of cruising on. Okay. It'll it'll continue to get bigger as long as there's as long as there's movies and there'll always be the diehard fans that are going to be there for the length of it. Okay. Um, and do you think like the third party uh, stuff will will continue to go, or do you think there's going to be a time where it's just going to boil over? See that that one's a hard one to predict. I would like to see some of it keep going. I th- I think you probably will. Like Impossible Toys, I think just closed up. Yes. Um. So like I mean I I think you're going to see. I doubt you'll see it disappear completely. Um barring any sort of, you know, aggressive action on Hasbro to make that happen. Yeah. Um, I, I, I imagine that, I imagine in, in 10 years, you may not, there won't be quite the wealth of various companies that you see now. Cause like, it seems like every time I log into the third party forum, there's like another company announcing another figure. Yeah. Like now there's the there's shadow boss or something that's doing like <laughs> Megatron and Menasaur or something like that. Yeah. Like it just seems every, every day I, I pop in and there's like another new company announcing another silhouetted product. And I, I just don't see that being sustainable. Like it's, it's already kind of at a head with three companies doing Predaking right now. Yeah. That I just, I, I hope we don't see that happen again where you see the same companies scrambling to rush out the same characters. Mm-hmm. But, um, but we'll see. Like I, I imagine within 10 years, the people who can cut it will hang around, and the people who can't will be gone. Yeah, well, it's survival of the fittest. Yeah. Charles, you had a question? Yeah, I was just curious. I don't know if, if you know the answer to this. Are you familiar with like any other toy lines that have like a whole third-party industry? Like I, I just can't imagine, Like, are there third-party G.I. Joe or third-party Thundercats or third-party um, He-Man? I don't know of third-party Thundercats. Um Third-party He-Man, like He-Man, I think does, like He-Man and GI Joe both have, I think, some some groups that will make like accessories. Okay. Like I'm I'm pretty sure there's there's a group that makes like third-party He-Man, like you know the swords and axes and your weapons. Um, GI Joe is starting to get some third-party, I don't even know any third-party stuff. Um, but you know they they've got they've got a group that makes weapons. Like Lego has has a, a group that makes accessory, you know, like little weapons and accessories for Lego characters. Okay. Um, and any, any like one six scale, like the Hot Toys market, I see a lot of like custom outfits and custom head sculpts to fit on you know standard one six bodies uh, a lot on eBay. Um, I, I don't know that there's a, there's another group that hasn't anywhere near as big as a Transformers third party thing, um, but but there are, there are some of the other fandoms do have third party groups that started off very that are that never really got past that first level of the Transformer stuff with like add on kits and accessories. Right. Okay. Um, do you think now that Hasbro is essentially kind of killing development on GI Joe, that's an opening for third parties? Third parties, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see what happens. Um, I, I, and and uh, I don't want this. I don't want this to sound like too much like a plug, but um, I do work with a company called Toy Notch that's getting ready to put out those one, uh, Joe scale Lost Planet figures. Um, so the, I think there's, I think they're like if not necessarily, th- and those are all fully licensed from Capcom type of figures. So I, I don't know if there's like a third party. That would step in. I haven't heard of a third party stepping in on that, but I think that with GI Joe kind of collapsing, I think there's a lot of opportunity for any company, third party or legitimate, to to push out a, a line of those three quarter inch, three and three quarter inch scale figures, um, and and find and find a, a foothold in a market that is wanting more of it and is not going to be getting any official Joes from Hasbro. I, I don't think I have anything else. I mean, that's, that's kind of my point on that. I, have, I haven't looked too deeply into what's going on with with some of the other fandoms. And like I said, with Hasbro, with Hasbro kind of killing off Joe, I mean, I, I doubt it'll go away forever completely. Yeah. But uh, with the hiatus, I, I think 
I think there are some companies that if, if they step up and, and get the stuff out, um, could fill that niche at least for a while. Right on. So I've seen you at TFCon 2012, TFCon 2013. Uh, when did you start going to cons and, and which would you say is the can't miss con of the year? Um, uh, my first, I, I see, I, I briefly showed up at TFCon 2007. Okay. Uh, although I didn't go to the convention itself. Um, some friends of mine drove up because while they, when they showed the movie at 2007, there was also a charity screening. Okay. The Hasbro did a charity screen, so we bought tickets to that and drove up just to see the movie. And we just happened to pop over and, uh, like I, I had a guy who was picking up the convention set for me, so I ran over and met him in the line and got my stuff. Um, so so at, I had a little bit of that. TFCon? No, at uh, uh, sorry, BotCon. Right. Okay. Bot-Con. 2007. Sorry. Yeah. I apologize. No, that's um, good. When they were in Rhode Island. Um, and, but then I didn't, I didn't really go to a convention until 2011 when they announced the animated Stunicons. Like I had to get those. Okay. And so, and I was like, ah, I'd like to go, but we can't really do it. And then my wife was like, well, actually, that's a weekend that we could actually do it. So we came out to TFCon 2011. And then a couple months later, I went to TFCon 2011 as well. Um, and then, like, ever since I like, I hit TFCon every year, that, that's really my campus convention of the year is TFCon. Right on. Um, are, are you uh, slated to go, come this year? I don't know yet. Um, I would like to, um, but my wife and I's 10th anniversary is like three weeks later. Okay. Um, so we kind of want to do something big for the 10th anniversary. So I may not make it. Um, but nothing at the same bigger time, I'm, than coming to Canada. What? <laughs> There's nothing bigger than coming to Canada. Well, yeah. I know, well, I mean, that we'd be coming like three weeks late <laughs> if we came up for a 10th anniversary. So. Huh? Uh, so do you have any, uh, have a story from a convention that would stand out as like a greatest story ever? My, my my I don't know if it's the greatest story ever. My my favorite convention story and and if Chris is listening he's going to get tired of this cuz I tell this all the time. Um <laughs> was when I was at uh Botcon 2011. And it was and like cause when I was when I came up for 2007 like nobody knew who I was. You know like it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. But uh 2011 was my first time going to a convention when it was conceivable that people would recognize me and know who I was. Mm-hmm. Um so I was sitting there like, and, and I met up with Vangelis. He, he, uh, he was the Chris I've been referring to. Yeah. Um, we sat down and he, he wanted to do a, because it had gotten so big, he wanted to do kind of a retrospective about, um, how we got in, how kind of some of the questions you were asking, like about how it all started and the dollar bulkheads thread and, and, and where we came from, you know, in YouTube and all this stuff. And, um, so we did that. Like I met him in his hotel room and we, and we recorded that. And then we're walking down to, uh, Heading down to the lobby to, to head over to the con, and we ran in, when we ran to Draven in the uh, in the uh, what's the word in the elevator. Okay. But then we're sitting there, and um, and I and I was telling Chris, I'm like, I don't know about this. You like, I'm generally not. Um, I'm I'm pretty laid back. I'm pretty shy. Like, I don't know how I'm going to react to like if somebody actually recognize. Like, nobody knows what I look like because I haven't really put myself out there. But like, somebody's going to recognize me, and like, I just don't know how I'm going to deal with that because like. I'm not you. I'm not used to that kind of thing. I'm, I, I, I get comfortable when people kind of mob me and stuff. And and Chris, he's like, well, you know, you know, he kind of, you know, put my mind at ease. And he was sitting there talking. He's like, well, you know, you, you get used to it. Like most people are, are really nice. And I'm like, well, I figured they would be. He's like, but, but you know, they're generally pretty chill, and they just want to you know shake your hand, say hi, and it's nice to meet you. And um, and you know, and, and you know, it's, it's a little weird at first, but you get used to it really quickly. It really isn't that bad. And people just kind of want just want to say hi and say that they saw you here. And um, <laughs> And but the whole time he's telling me this, like literally, the, like as soon as he started talking for like the, and he talked for a couple of minutes, the entire time there is like somebody has walked up and there's this kid just like standing behind him, practically hyperventilating. 
because really? oh my god, here's Vangelis. <laughs> and um you know like i could see him like his hands were up in the air and they were shaking and like so as soon as he got done telling me like oh yeah it's totally chill nobody really bugs you and like you know like they just kind of want to meet up and all of a sudden he turns around and this kid's like oh, oh, excuse me are you vangelis <laughs> <laughs> and van's like yeah la, la, la. he shook his hand you know and it, and it was very nice but like the whole like chris is trying to tell me like oh no it's chill just relax you know like <laughs> it's, it's not weird at all and the whole time there's this kid just flipping out that Vangelis is right behind him. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, uh, because <laughs> I don't want to be rude and like point like, dude, right behind you. But, uh, it, that was, that was my favorite uh, convention story. That's awesome. Uh, from that year. <laughs> That's awesome. So you didn't, did you get mobbed or, or, uh, the, the first year I didn't No, the first year wasn't too bad. Um, TFCon's gotten a little, I've had a couple of weird experiences at TFCon, but, uh, you know, <laughs> live and let live, I guess. I'm sure meeting me was probably pretty weird. No, you were fine. You were you were totally fine. No, I, I had I had a stalker last year that was just just like just a little creepy. You know, like like young kid following me around all the time, like just constantly there with no parents in sight. Like it was oh, just weird. a little off putting. Yeah, nobody else could see him either. No, 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 everybody could see him. Oh no, because like I was hanging out with a bunch of grown ups and like. This kid was like crawling in the hot tub with us, and, and oh, and, weird! It, it, it was a little, it was just a little, just a little much. And they, they, you know, nice kid, I'm sure, I'm sure there's not, but it was just, just a little much because like, I, like I'm, I'm totally okay with with you know meeting kids and you know saying hey, you you know like if you want to have questions or whatever, but like I'm a grown up and I'm hanging out with my grown up friends and there's a time to you know yeah maybe go hang out with your family yeah. But about how old was he? Thirteen. Oh, okay. Ish, you know, young teenager. Right. Yeah, um, yeah that that's that's kind of weird. <laughs> a little, a little yeah. odd. It was, it was just a little, just 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 a little off. Like nothing. And again, like I said, I don't think there's anything wrong with a kid. You know, like I, you know, it's exciting and it's neat. And you know, somebody that you know from online, you know, it's. But it's just it's just a little bit of like a. Yeah, this is not the situation I want to be in. No. So. So to flip the tables at 180 here, has there ever been a point where you were starstruck? Where I've been starstruck, yeah, at I, a con um, or even in real life. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there has been at some point in my life, like in in the midst of TFCon conventions. Like I've I've generally been pretty chill. Um, again, partly because like since I've been going to TFCon conventions, like I've been very wary of like, okay, I don't I don't, I don't want to get mobbed. I don't want to get mobbed. You know, like and and it seems weird that you know to, to think that because like I'm I'm really not. Yeah, you, you mentioned you know kind of like oh there's like a fame and like. I, I, I tend not to use that word. I don't feel like famous or, you know, yeah. you know, like it's, it's, it's a weird feeling, but I, I, I've tried to be as considerate as possible. Even when like, like Gary chalk was at TF con 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, when we were all ha- having cigars, he came out to have a cigarette and he was, he was right there behind me. And I was like, I was, you know, it's like, Hey, I just want to, you know, I, I introduced myself and just said, I wanted to thank him because he'd played his guitar and sang for us in the bar. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and so then, and that was really cool. But uh, but I managed to keep it under control. I think. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So yeah. Is there a figure that you've always wanted and still have not been able to get, like a holy grail? Let me think. I'm trying to think if there's anything that like I've wanted that I've never had. Yeah. Because generally, like when, when, once I had the ability to do it, like I, I pretty much got. You know, when I was growing up, Fort Max was a big one for a long time. But I've had him a couple of times now. <laughs> um. So I, I'm just Overlord was a big one for a while. I kind of want a Star Convoy. Okay. Um, I've ne- I've never had Star Convoy, and uh, and and, I, and I've seen some. I've seen some in great. Con- I'm, I'm kicking myself because I saw a set 
Well, it wasn't a set, but it was the same seller selling both of them. Okay. It had a, a really nice condition Star Convoy and a really nice condition Victory Leo. Not Star Convoy, Star Saber. Oh, right, right, um, yeah. Uh, on, on eBay. And I, I could have gotten them, like, if I'd bought them both, I could have gotten them both for like 460 Okay. And they were both in really nice condition. And like, I, and then I didn't. And then like, the, even though they didn't sell, like he never relisted them. And oh. I'm like kicking myself for not jumping on that. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to have a star saber at some point, but with the, uh, with the masterpiece coming out, like, I'm like, do I really like now? And then he's sitting there, like I've seen him going for like 400 and he's kind of yellowed. And I'm like, mm-hmm. do I want to spend that much money when I know there's a masterpiece on the way? Yeah. You know? The original one's a big brick. And, yeah. Yeah. And you got this masterpiece coming out. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be hard to go back to the G1 and when you know this, there's this really nice one coming. Yeah, but at the same time, like Jared got a Road Caesar at, at Steel City that, you know, it was G1 and kind of brickish, but it, it just had something about it. Like, I've been on a real G1 kick lately, so. Right on. Oh, yeah, you did some reviews uh, with the uh, some of those, uh, what were they, Target Masters? Power Masters, yeah. Power I Masters, Dar- yes. I got Darkwing and Dreadwind. I'm waiting for yes. the Power Master for Getaway to get here so nice. I can review him. Uh, Double Dealer. Prime, like I was look, I was looking at like a Fire Guts God Convoy. I want to God Ginra. I want to pick him up. Uh, I've been looking at like re- reacquiring Overlord just to have all the Power Masters. Nice, but yeah, I've, I've been on a real late G one kick lately. Micro Masters. Well, those are cool figures. Definitely bricks, but they're good. <laughs> now, from looking at your reviews, uh, I think I can safely say that you're a big G one fan, uh, or sorry, uh, a big third party fan. Yeah. Um, so is there something that you'd like to see get made that hasn't been made yet? That hasn't get made yet. Um, hmm. Like, the, like some of the stuff that I, w- I would have said, you know, a few months ago is getting made like defensor. I wanted, I wanted a defensor and they were getting one of those, um, Computron. But we, again, that one's almost on the way from make toys now. Okay. Um, is in, I would like to see a new Scorponok. Okay. A headmaster, although apparently P- Perfect Effect may be working on one. They teased just the Zerak part. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and I'm hoping that's going to be a Scorponok that will match their Warden because Warden is really nice. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing a, a Scorponok. I wouldn't mind. I would love to see more of the uh, the comic characters. And I know Generations is covering some of those. Like, I would love a comic version of Getaway. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I, I love his design in the comics. I'd love to see. Um, I, who was the other one? There was another. There was another character that got a new design in the comics that I was really jonesing for the other day. Um, I can't remember. Like, like I would love to see a comic version of Getaway get made. Well, the new Galvatron design it looks pretty cool. I want to see his alt mode. Yeah, I think he's one of those um, army vehicles that was behind him in that panel. Oh, I'll have to go I'll have to flip through that issue again and look. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think of the Scorponok that they're offering at Botcon? That's a retool of the Energon Scorponok. I'm going to try to get that one. Um, I've got somebody who's going to try to pick me up a loose set. Um, I, I think like one good on the, on the convention. Cause like they've gotten a lot of flack sometimes for, you know, for some of the stuff they've put out and, you know, just being repaints and retools and they, and they are limited in what they can use, you know, for, for legitimate reasons. Um, and the fact that like, not only were they able to, uh, to retool the headmaster from the encore Fort max, because that was available again, the fact that they, were able to tool a completely new part for the Scorponok body that could flip out to allow the head to attach. Like good on like that one, that one, I'll, I'll, I'm going to get that one because he's a good size to scale with warden in the meantime. Yeah. But, uh, I'm, I'm really, I'm, 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 I'm impressed with what they were able to do with that one. I'm really looking forward to see the final version of that because, um, I think the rest of the set, n- n- nothing else in that set's really exciting me, but that Scorponok was, I think that's a big win for them. Right on. 
now going from big win to to something else. Uh, what are you, what are your thoughts on the whole war Warbatron debacle? You know, the thing is, like, I, I'm kind of in the middle of all that, um, just because, like, if you if you remember when they first showed that off, they showed that off on Twitter by tweeting it at me. Yes. Um, and and I've talked to those guys, and the thing is, like, I know a lot more of the stuff that that happened behind the scenes on that. Right. Um, and and it, it, it's it's a lot more crazy, and it, it, there's not really any one person to blame. Like some people, are like, oh, it's not BBTS's fault. Like blame Warbatron, and like it's not really their fault either. Okay. Um, but I can't talk about it. You know, like it's one of those things that like it's it's still kind of an ongoing situation. Okay. Um, I would I would have liked to, I would like for it not to have happened. Yes. Is really my thoughts on it. Um, but I think going forward, like, like it, it's a, it's, it's, you know, there's some issues there that have to be resolved if they want to really like get back in the good graces of some of the people that I've seen complaining on the boards. But I think they generally want to do that. Um, so it's really one of those things that like, it's unfortunate that it happened. I know enough is, I, I've heard enough of what's happening behind the scenes that it looks like they're really doing what they can to try and fix it, even if it's not being publicly spoken about right now. Um, and th- and that's really all all I, all I can talk about on that. But I, I I hope I hope it ends up working as well for them as they want it to work out for them because I know I know they generally want to to uh, win back a lot of that goodwill they lost and I and I know they're doing what they can to do it. Yeah. So, now you you said you can't really talk about it, but uh, from what you know, do you think it could have been avoided? Yeah. Okay. Um, I I I think it could have been avoided. Um, I, I I don't know if it I don't like. I don't know if it, realistically it would have been avoided, but I think it could have been. Okay. Yoshi, you had a question? Yeah, I did. <clears throat> and I don't know if, if you can answer it, but is do you, I had kind of a, a polar opposite uh, view of all of this when this went down. Now, do you know, are they intending on filling all of the, all of the orders with all of the resellers? Everybody, everybody who ordered, well, like I said, there, there's that delay. There's that exclusivity contract that that, that, that was worked in uh-huh. with with their distribution rights. From what I understand, they still have every intention of giving everybody what they ordered. See, and that um, makes me a happy camper. And, and that makes you angry? No, a happy camper. Uh, okay, I sorry. I thought you said that makes me an angry camper. And I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> no, from what from what I understand, what, what the, and again, none of this is official. I don't I don't know. And, and some of it has been talked about on the boards. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know how it's going to play out. From what I understand, BBTS will probably have all of them before the other resellers start to get them. Right. Just by the production schedule, because I know uh, the next two are are coming out pretty rapid fire. Like they they've got the, the they're they're trying to get these out as fast as possible because they had them mostly done before they even showed them off. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. But from what I understand, like, but but after that, all the other sellers are going to be getting them all at once. Like they'll get all five of them. And there's going to be some extra stuff that only those sellers get that you won't be able to get if you bought like you might you might be able to buy them as a separate pack, but you'll get them included with all the you know with all of them when they get to all the other resellers. Oh, okay. That that's my understanding of the situation. Now, obviously, how things work behind the scenes between now and then can change, but from yeah. last I heard, that was that was the plan. Mm-hmm. Cool. Right on. Okay, we're closing in on the end of this. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Bay movies? We may have touched on this a bit uh, the last time you were on, but uh, we've got a new trailer for the TF4 uh, movie. And uh, I mean, do you think that that one's going to be any better by the looks of the trailer? You know, do I think it's going to be better? I, I, I That's just a subjective term. Like, I, I think yes. it's going to be it looks like it's going to be fun at the very least. Um, and, and, and I've never been like super down on the Bay movies. They're, they're not my transformers. 
you know, and generally what I think of as my Transformers, you know, like yeah. if, you, if you said, here's an issue of more than meets the eye, here's an adaptation of the movie in comic form, like I'm going to go for more meets the eye no, without, without question, you know, of like course, I won't even yeah. look at it. Um, but it, it, you can't argue that like, it's definitely been successful in getting Transformers back into like the public consciousness. Yes. Um, and just because it's a different, I'm like, I didn't like car robots. No, not car robots. Um, you know, robots I, I didn't in like, No, the, the Cybertron. The, the, you know, the, the Unicron trilogy. Oh, oh yeah. That, yeah. I, I like some of the toys, but I didn't really care for the media. And that's kind of how I feel about the movies. Like, I, I don't, I mean, like, I enjoy the movies. They're fun to just sit down and watch. Um, I don't overthink them. I, I think that's the best way to watch them. Okay. Um, but I don't think it necessarily, like, negates them as a media just because, like, some of us who grew up on G1 stuff were like, yeah, it's not really Transformers to me. Because it, it, it they, they clearly make money. They're going to keep making them as long as they make money. Um, so they're not going to go away anytime soonish. Um, and, and, and they, don't, I, they don't delete the the media that you do enjoy, right? Yeah, they're they're not they're not circumventing anything. You know, they're subverting anything else. They're they're just in addition to everything else. I like G One. I like Beast Wars. I really liked Animated. Prime was okay. I'm really loving the current comic books. That does just because Michael Bay's putting out another you know giant blockbuster spectacle of a movie doesn't take away from that. So yeah. They're there. They're they're in, they're in, in you know an, an extra form of entertainment related to the Transformers if, if you're into that thing, and that that's pretty much my opinion on them. Right on. Do you have a favorite Transformers quote? I've got better things to do tonight than die. <laughs> that's a good one. That's that's one of my favorite. That's one of the most memorable quotes from the old movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's such a good one. That's a good one. Uh, we have two questions from Reddit. Okay. Are you familiar with Reddit? I'm I'm familiar with Reddit. I, I don't wander over there too often, but I am familiar with it. Well, we posted up that we were going to be talking to you today, and and two people came up and and said that they have questions for you. Okay. Uh, so we have Baron Grimlock asks, "You've been doing this for a long time. Do you like the direction that Hasbro is going with its new figures, such as size differences, the new figure lines, and to some debate, simpler transformations?" I think it really depends on the figure itself. Because I'm I'm not a big fan of like, I personally am not I'm like th- that first edition leader Optimus they put out mm-hmm. is oh I mean like I can see where some kids might enjoy it but like I really did not enjoy that at all it, it it was it's clicky but it's it's it was not a fun figure to play with um and I and I was and I was almost willing to 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 just write off the entire movie line this time around because of it yeah um i don't care for the dino sparkers i mean like i get that they spark and i guess that's neat and i remember having some toys that did that when i was a kid but yeah um but honestly like getting my hands on the the voyagers and the deluxes so far yeah the deluxes are they might be slightly simplified they might be slightly smaller but like they don't feel any really any worse than what we've gotten in previous movies i mean like there's definitely going to be some gems and some turds of the wave okay but um but I, 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 I didn't feel like they were any significant step away from what they'd done before. That evasion mode Optimus is excellent. Yes. Um, the uh, and even the Grimlock's fun. Like the, the leader Grimlock looks horrible. Mm-hmm. Like I, I haven't had a chance to mess with it, but I've seen the pictures and and the chrome and the 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 way that he looks stretched out body wise, and he, he just doesn't look fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't seen a, an in depth review of the leader Optimus yet, but. Uh, but but I I think in this line it looks like if you stick to like the Voyagers and then Deluxes like you're probably going to get the same. It doesn't seem like they're any worse quality than than what we've gotten before in movie lines. And 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 again with some of the new designs they'll get better as they release other versions of them. So uh, 
the, the, the general simplicity, like, like the leader Jetfire, when we saw those pictures the other day, like it looks like he's maybe a little bit more hollow and a little more simplified than what we've gotten. But, um, I'm a reserving judgment on that because I remember people were talking about how hollow the, uh, the beast hunters Voyager prime was that first one we got with, uh, yeah. with that new truck. And he's a fun figure. Like mm-hmm. he is very light, but you put some pennies in him and he's perfect. <laughs> so like, I, I don't know, like I, I'm, I'm reserving judgment, but like, I, I, I don't know if it's necessarily good. I don't think it's going to ruin the line. Um, and, and honestly, like when I think of like the, the revenge of the fallen leader prime, once you get him down, he's a good figure, but like that's really pushing like the high end of how complex you want your transformations. Yeah. So, I don't think it's necessarily bad for the brand that they're dialing them back um, a little bit and, and offering it because it seems like a lot of the really simple transformations are being offered in addition to the standard figures instead of completely replacing them. Exactly. And uh, if, if it comes to a point where like all we get is the, the smash and change type stuff, I'll be disappointed. But right now I'm, I'm not super worried about it. Mm-hmm. And when it comes right down to it, it's a movie toy and they're, they're going to sell tons of them. that that as well. And one more question from Reddit. Uh, Chrome Lined Toilet uh, asks, uh, do you sell any of your figures? And if so, where can I go and buy them? I do from time to time. Um, I will generally either... I don't really mess with eBay. Um, I did sell a couple of Heroclix on eBay uh, earlier this month just because I I don't really... That was the easiest way to get rid of those. Mm -hmm. Um, And eBay takes like over 10% now or around 10% now, which is ridiculous. Right. Uh, generally, if I, if I sell them, I will either put them up on my Twitter um, or I will post in the – I have a sales thread on TFW2005. Okay. Um, and I just update that when I have stuff to sell, which I will also generally link to on Twitter. Right on. But when I do sell stuff, it's generally like this is something that like I know will sell and I and I don't need a lot of money for it. So I'll sell it at a very you – know, at a much lower price than, I general, than you generally see it going for. Um, so the, when I do post sales, they, I tend to sell most of my stuff like very quickly. Yeah. I think the last time I saw you throw up something, it was, uh, um, was it Quake Wave and, uh, G1, uh, Computron? It, it was Quake Wave, G1 Computron and, uh, and, uh, TFC's Uranus. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, the Computron, like, the Computron I put up because I'm like, I wanted to sell some stuff. And I'm like, I figured maybe he'd be popular. I actually didn't sell him, but I wanted to okay. keep him. Right um, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to hang on to him. But, uh, but yeah, the other two sold very, like very quickly. Yes. So yeah, I, I, I generally expect. put them up for good prices. Um, and then they do generally sell pretty quick. Right on. All right. Well, we have one last little bit. Last time you were on, all we could, could muster up were our rapid fire questions. And we wanted to get something else here for you. So we kind of scrounged around and we, um, we came up with a rapid fire 2.0 just for you. All right, fun. <laughs> so bear with us. These are not a but. This is not a bunch of questions, but you know we came up with something uh, just to just to give you, and uh, we think it's kind of fun. It's definitely not a lot of transformers based, but they're fun. Okay. So favorite word? Oh, geez. Um, fuckberries. <laughs> that might work for another question. Uh, <laughs> least favorite word? Hmm. No. Uh, Favorite singer or band? Oh, geez, that's a hard one. I'm, I, I, I'm really into Tori Amos. Okay. I know that sounds weird, but like I've listened to her. Like I like Talking Heads. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's just let's, let's go with those. There's rapid fire, so I'll just. <laughs> Favorite movie? Oh, um, geez, Galaxy Quest was up there. Right on. Favorite movie? Yeah, uh, I'll, let's just go Galaxy Quest. The first one that popped in my head. That's a great movie. 
Uh, favorite curse word? Uh, fuckberry's kind of covered. <laughs> yep. Uh, turn-ons. Turn-ons? Yeah. Redheads. Um, shortish hair, and like not not like buzz, but like short hair. Um, like those kind of turn-ons, right? Whatever thing, whatever floats your boat, bud. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I think that's it. All right. <laughs> Again, rapid fire. Like, if I'm struggling more in two seconds, I'm just gonna... uh, turn offs. <sighs> Bad smells. <laughs> I think that works for most people. Yeah. Uh, what sound do you love? Clicky joints. Mm-hmm. What sound do you hate? My daughter crying. Oh, you're a good papa. <laughs> what uh, profession other than yours would you like to attempt? I'd like to do, I'd like to try more voice acting. Oh, cool. I, I, I've done a couple of commercials, but that's about it. Did you ever try the uh, the script reading at the conventions? No, because again, I don't like to be up in front of people. Ah, uh, yes, that would. <laughs> like voice acting where I can sit in a studio and behind a <laughs> mic, totally comfortable. Like get stand, sitting up on stage or like not even like if, if I got a part in the voice acting, I could get up on stage and do it. But get, standing up for the auditions, like I would totally lose my nerve waiting in line. Yeah. What uh, profession would you never want to attempt? Uh, sanitation worker. <laughs> okay. Like, like sewage. Just disgusting. Yeah, just just wouldn't want to do it. Uh, what apps slash software slash tools can't you live without? Uh, Twitter. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I use that a lot. That's that's how I stay in touch with so many people. Okay. Besides your phone and computer, what gadget can't you live without? Oh, geez, uh, my multi-tool. <laughs> yeah, definitely my multi-tool. I, I fiddle with so many things. Like if I couldn't take something apart, I'd go nuts. Right on. Uh, what does your workspace look like? For videos or actually at work? Uh, work. Um, is at it, work? Are you a generally uh, messy guy, or are you? Pretty, oh, oh no, no, no! Clean? It's, it's always clean. I mean, like, okay. I, I mean, I've got a couple bags up there with the stuff I brought in, but but generally I keep it all straight in here. All right. Uh, do you tend to listen to anything while at work, or do you have to keep it uh, kind of quiet? Oh, I, I listen to whatever. As long as I'm, as long as the mic's not on, I can I can make it as loud in here as I want. Um, I'll, I'll turn on the TV. Sometimes I'll pull my iPad out and play some music. Um, I, I watch I watch a lot of Common Rider at, at work. All right. Uh, what's your favorite all-time time-saving trick or life hack? Oh, geez. Um, One of those fun little tricks that you find. Life-saving, the favorite. I don't even know. I don't even know how many I use. That's the thing. I haven't really thought about that. Um, I, I guess, like, shooting everything on my iPhone. <laughs> yeah, I guess that works pretty well. Shooting, shooting and editing all on one little pocket-sized device is really pretty neat. Okay. I, I generally have so much free time, I don't really do anything to rush through anything. All right. Is there anything that you consistently get asked to do because you're good at it? Fix people's computers. Yeah? Yeah. Now, it's not even that I'm really necessarily good at it, but like I get a lot of, hey, this stopped working. Can you fix it? And I'm like, just because I know where to look in the help menu, <laughs> um, I can just generally fix well, it. You can use it. Google. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, but I mean, most of the time, I don't even have to use Google. Like, I, I have a basic, a decent enough basic understanding of how computers work that, like, I can see what the problem is and I know where to look to try and start fixing it. Like, I came into work one day and my coworker had somehow managed to hit the hotkey button that rotated the, the screen display. So everything was sideways. <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't know how this happened. And I'm like, hold on. And just because I knew where to look, I just went click, click, click. Okay, it's fixed. <laughs> we used to do that as a joke for on kids with uh, laptops in class. <laughs> uh, what's the best advice you've ever received? Huh. Stop worrying about what everybody else thinks and just do what you want. That's good advice. Uh, what would be the last book you ever uh, that you've read? 
The last book I read was A Million Ways to Die in the West. Okay. How is that? Eh, like, I, I want to see the movie because I feel like the written version of it, like, it's, it's probably going to be a lot funnier seeing it uh, because I, I feel like the book tried too hard to tried too hard to bring you on the joke without just letting you be part of the joke. Oh, okay. that makes sense. Yeah. Is there anything you're currently reading? Not at the moment because I literally just finished that one yesterday and I haven't started anything else. Okay. <laughs> I will probably read John Dies at the End again, though. Okay. Very good. And that's it. That's all we've got. Thank you for very much for going through all of those questions with us. Hey, no problem. Uh, we asked this the last time, but uh, where can people find you online? Uh, I'm on twitter.com slash PL and uh, youtube.com slash user slash PL. Very good. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, PL. And uh, I believe we're going to join, uh, you're going to join us for the rest of the show. So stay tuned, sure. everyone. And uh, we're going to have PL on uh, the next show in a couple days. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, PL, for, for hanging out with us this week. No problem. And yeah, so uh, uh, we're going to wrap up the show here. Uh, but uh, yeah, come back in a couple of days when we put up our regular show with all the, you know, things that you've come to expect from transmissions with toys and comics and all the other good bits. And uh, as uh, I uh, hope I'm, I'm not annoying people, but I just want to remind you, if, you, if you're feeling generous, please oh uh, <laughs> give, us a, give us a like on Facebook or give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher. It's the and, Shut uh, Charles Up campaign. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, we, we'd appreciate uh, any feedback you have for us. Uh, but we, we, and we also like, uh, you know, getting, uh, getting nice notes on Twitter, too, so. All that good stuff. It'll be all in the show notes where you can easily find that, find all our links to social media. So please uh, help us out. <laughs> cool. All right. So I, I think we'll, we'll end things here and then uh, come back and uh, listen to our next show in just a couple of days. So adios. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for picking up our transmission. Give us feedback on our website at www.transmissionspodcast.com where you can find all of our contact info on social media and links to all of our show notes discussed in each episode. You can also email us directly at feedback at transmissionspodcast.com.